I'm Katie. And welcome Welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. This week we're going to be discussing our general topic of the inner child. Now, what's our specific topic this week? Well, our specific topic is accessing our silliness and how we play. How do we access that inner child? And how do we assess other people and their silliness level? Yes. (laughs) Yes. We have asked our friends and we have made our assessments. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I guess we should start with us personally and our silly relationship. We are very silly. We are so silly. I'm more silly with you than anyone else. I guess that's true, too. I feel like I can be as silly with other people. I'm more consistently silly with you. Yes, I am more consistently silly with you as well. And that's the basis, one of the the main tenets of our relationship, I Mm -hmm. would say. As we grew up from children to adults... Which our is, relationship has not changed a ton. It hasn't. Which, what interests me is if you're friends with someone as an adult, do you not have the same ability to play with them? Oh, I do. As if, <laughs> yeah, you do? I think I, I do. I don't know if I do. I think I hold back is the point. We're up back at farts. Yes, we're back at farts where you hold back and I don't. Yeah. I'm just living my best life, being true to my inner child and my farts. <laughs> Growing up together... You know, we met in the first grade, Mm -hmm. and we started, like, hanging out on a more consistent basis, probably. Outside of school. Yeah, outside of school, because we were playing in school, do you remember? Yeah. One of our favorite memories of being in class together is... Hiding notes for each other by the Kleenex box? No, because I don't remember that. (laughs) Which which memory? The memory I remember. The erasers? Yes, the erasers. (laughs) I got there. Okay, so... What we used to do is, in the cafeteria, they had a little machine that would sell pencils Mm -hmm. and erasers. 25 cents. 25 cents each. Notebook for 50 cents. Yes, I remember that as well. Oh, how nice that was. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen one since. Anyway, (laughs) back to the topic at hand. Um, We would buy the erasers. The erasers Mm -hmm. were in the shape of animals. Turtles, dogs. Dogs. Is that it? No, I think there were others. Or was it just turtles and dogs? It might have just been turtles and dogs. (laughs) They were cute. They were super cute, very small. And Uh so we would buy these erasers and... And we would make homes for them and play with them and... And do all sorts of things. It was Mm -hmm. a big time waster for us because we would set up their entire lives in our desks. Now, our desks were not the ones that would open from the top. They just had a hole in the side. Yeah, you just had to squat down. Yeah, you just had to look down. And I remember having, like, a tassel on my bookmark was the doorbell. And (laughs) we would get little eraser shavings, and that would be their food. Obviously. Obviously. What else are they going to eat? Their erasers. And other sort of things that we would build for them to have a home in our desks. And they would visit each other's homes, and we would spend quite a lot of time playing with them and making up stories with them and making them eat and sleep and play. After we were done with our classwork, of course. After we were done with all of our classwork. But that also, like, came home, right? Didn't you make, like, a whole... Was that for the erasers? You made, like, a whole house? Oh, no, that house was for my fairies. (laughs) Yeah, that was my fairy house. That was something different. Okay. But that's, like, one of my favorite memories of us in school because I... It was so long ago, it's so hard to remember, (laughs) and my memories get fuzzy, but I do remember that very solidly. (laughs) Um, Other sort of things that we did, once we started going to each other's houses more often, one of my favorite things to do was go to your creek, your crick. Oh, yeah. The crick and the sand hill on your property. Yeah, there was so much fun to be had out there. Yes, unsupervised 
semi-unsupervised fun. Oh, yeah, we would just be out there for hours. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess it's true little kids don't sweat because we used to just be out there in the heat of the day and just be cool with it. I mean, I still sweat, but it's cool. It's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure we got sweaty, but I don't remember dying. Yeah. I guess you spend enough time outside as a child that you don't die anytime you go outside. You're having so much fun, it's not going to make you stop if yes. you're sweaty. And so we used to pretend like we were what would you say, like pioneers or something like that? And we were trying to like live off the land and we had just moved to this place and we oh, were... yeah. We would establish a whole community. Yes, we were trying to establish our life on this creek because as any child knows, water is where you make your settlement because Obviously. <laughs> civilization requires water. So on the creek, we would... Well, like, there were onions. <laughs> yes, the main thing that I remember was the onions. There was also fool's gold, but not enough. But there was fool's gold in the creek that I remember trying to dig out. But the onions were prevalent enough that we decided that would be our currency. Yes, that would be our currency and our food. That mm -hmm. made sense to us, along with probably, like, flowers and rocks and shells and mm -hmm. things like that. Berries, probably. But the onions were cool because it was like, ooh, it's food. Yeah. I mean, just be like, I'm the doctor. If you need service, that'll be five onions. Mm -hmm. And then you could always go out and get more. Mm -hmm. I remember that as a child, as your currency was always something that you, you could get more of. So it was always exciting yeah. to go try and hunt for your money. Right. There was, like, some amount of work you're putting in, but it wasn't inaccessible. Yes. And now, I never ate any of these onions, despite the fact that I do like onions. And I don't like onions, but I did try one. <laughs> and then my dad was like, don't eat anything out there. It's runoff from I-35. <laughs> yes, it's runoff from the highway, and it's bad for you. Well, I survived. Yeah, we were stronger because of it, probably. <laughs> Playing in the runoff from the nasty highway. Yes. But that was fun. That was very imaginative, like, mm -hmm. full-on play. Like, yeah. we would wade through the water, and we would grind rocks and onions in the, like, little pools and things. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite types of play, was just creating a whole universe for ourselves. Yeah. And we didn't even need toys or anything. It was just, here is outside, make something of it. Mm -hmm. I remember doing that quite a lot, especially mm -hmm. in elementary school. You know, anytime there was a tree, you would like look at the knots in a tree and be like, oh, this is where I keep this and this is how you do this. That's the mm -hmm. thing about kids is you, you just automatically know what things are and what they are for and then you tell others. Yeah. This is your medicine and this is where we sit down and have our tea. I'm always surprised because I do work with children. When you do play with them, there's just a lot of rules to the play and it's like they just know it. They're like, no, this is this. No, you have to do that. No, it's actually this. And I'm like, oh, you know all these rules and I don't. <laughs> I feel like I can keep up with a kid pretty well because it's, yeah. it's nonsensical, but it's sensical. I don't know. There's... I don't you, see the sense. <laughs> you you proclaim stuff. Uh-huh. And then it is. I guess. I'm not I'm not a comfortable proclaimer. <laughs> no. Rule one, you say what's what and then it is. Yeah. Which I guess can be hard to do as a as adults. Like true imaginative play, because I feel like I can go along with it, but I don't actually see something as something else, I feel like, in the same way I did as a child. Like this right. stick is not really a sword anymore. Whereas yeah. at one point in time, I might have, like, I don't know. Believed, convinced yourself. Convinced myself and believed it more. Yeah. No, I just remember being so into my imaginative play as a kid. And now it's like I, I can't access it. It's a little sad. It is a little sad. I think that's one of the main things people talk about 
you know, artists talk about that, like that childlike sense of wonder mm-hmm. and they try to express it visually and it's hard to keep yeah. as an adult. Which I guess is why we put value on the idea of accessing your inner child. Yes. So what else did we do when we were cute little babes? So something I remember always throughout my childhood, no matter what, was dressing up in costumes. Hmm. And this is something we have carried over heavily into our adult life. We still dress up. Oh, yeah. We, at every opportunity we get, Mm -hmm. we try and make it a dress-up party or we try and go to events that are for dressing up. And if it's been too long, we'll just have a photo shoot. Yes, if it's been too long, you just take pictures and get Mm -hmm. all dolled up and do whatever it is for that photo shoot. But I remember being a kid, my mom, she was very awesome at you know, fostering my creativity mm-hmm. because she would give me all sorts of art supplies and things that she would find at like garage sales. And she also provided me with like multiple large ballroom style gowns, <laughs> like 80s prom dresses, but also just full on like gowns. So and you could just be a princess. So that I could just be a princess whenever. And it was great. It was so great. I would wear them for Halloween, but she got them f- for me with the intent of me just dressing up with them. And I did, and it was awesome, and I still have some of them. Yeah. And now they fit. <laughs> I dressed up in my mom's nightgowns, which, looking back, were long, fancy lingerie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mama. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember wearing my mom's clothes super often. Yeah. Probably, like, a few. And I did... She and others would put makeup on me or I would wear makeup or have the little kid makeup sometimes. But Mm -hmm. yeah, costumes is like a big deal for me. Yeah, I I can see that. I don't know. I've always liked dressing up, but I think for me, the like big play thing was like my dolls and my stuffed animals and I would interact with them. And I, I mean, we hung out, but I also, I spent a lot of time playing by myself as a child. My sister was much older. So I would just have to play by myself. But I was good at it. I could just go for hours with my Barbies and have whole, you know, soap operas play out in front of me. And I'm like, where did all that creativity go? Yeah, that's what happens. I feel like I didn't like playing with myself as much. So I feel like I had more creative building things, Legos and things like that, where you have to make something as opposed to just imagining things. So I think I was maybe not as good at just hmm. playing out those scenarios by myself. But definitely we, when we <laughs> when we were together, we would do it for ever and it would get real intricate and, and intense and intense. And the relationships <laughs> were so, yes. Like I would yeah. have generations of dolls, and their pets would have generations <laughs> of puppies. Yeah. Like I, it was just real involved. <laughs> and then we would also do the thing where we would be like man and wife, or horse and <laughs> rider. Let's talk about the man and wife. Um, you know who was always the boy. Not me. me. <laughs> yeah. Katie always made me be the boy for every game ever where we had to have a boy. Yes. And don't take offense to that because you were not the only one. I refused to be the boy whenever I played with almost anyone. I was like, I was never the boy and y'all let me get away with it. And I don't know why. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I would also, I would also always make people be my horse. Well, that made sense. You were always smaller than everyone else. No one was going to be like, I'm going to sit on Katie. <laughs> I suppose not, but I'm just like... I'm not even s- mad about that, but the boy thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel bad about that. It's fine. Have you 
overcome these hardships that I put you through? I mean, you made me a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> Because that's totally how that works. I mean, formative years. <laughs> 100%. Let's see. Other things. Uh-huh. Um, as we got slightly older, and I do mean slightly because I feel like, I don't know, probably not teenagers yet, maybe like middle school, we mm-hmm. got super into the idea of a clubhouse. Yes. We wanted the clubhouse so bad. Well, okay, we always wanted a clubhouse, well, yeah. but that was when we had, like, I don't know, the physical strength or the, like... The drive. Yeah, the determination to actually make it happen. And we we collected materials ourselves. I remember <sighs> finding a bunch of wood somewhere, yeah. and my mom put it in her trunk for me, uh-huh. but I had to carry it all the way into the backyard and I was dying, but I was like, this is our floor or whatever. Yeah. And nothing ever happened with that, but I did try really hard. But then we did eventually build a clubhouse mm-hmm. on my property. And it's funny, I think we must have been like 14, 15, because I remember we laid out a bunch of bricks yes. for the floor and we had to cart them over in a wheelbarrow, like, I don't know, 300 yards? Yeah, five times going back and forth with the wheelbarrow and taking the bricks in and out ourselves and And laying them. And then a few months later, I learned how to drive and we loaded up a bunch in the truck and we're like, wow, this is so much easier. So much easier. So much easier. But we had like, it was super imaginative all the things we wanted to do. Yeah, we were like, we're going to paint it this, this, and this, and we're going to have these walls here and this is going to be that. This will be the corner where you take boys. Yes, this was, (laughs) this was thoroughly planned out. Like every aspect of it. Like, this will be the upstairs, and it'll look like this, and this will be the downstairs, and we'll do this, and we'll be sure we do that. And so it was, I don't know, more concrete and less abstract, but still kind of abstract in in what we thought we were going to do. Yeah. And we did a lot, but ultimately it was a raised platform, so it had, like, the bricks underneath, and then, I don't know, eight feet up a platform you could climb and sit on. Yes, and it had a swing. That was good. And that was cool. (laughs) And it was really fun to go up on top of the platform. It was right by the river, and so it was very calming. And I remember playing that song, Hero Heroine. Yeah, over and over again. Over and over again. And we would take friends out there. Yeah, a few times. One or two boys. (laughs) I never made out with a boy on our platform. Did you? On the platform? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Anyway, um... Forts and houses, we've still made forts and houses, like, a little bit into our older years. Oh, that's one of my favorite things to do with kids, is make a fort, because when you're an adult, you can make it way better than they can, because you're taller, and you know how structures work. Yes. (laughs) So, I still make plenty of forts. Yeah, I remember spending a lot of time doing that, and again, not as, like, a young child, maybe as, like, a medium child, like, getting into, yeah, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh grade... And making, still making these really intricate forts and imagining, like, this is where this is and this is where this goes. This represents the -hmm. kitchen. This represents that. Right. Lots of imagination still. And then what happened? Puberty. Puberty. For me, it wasn't even puberty yet. It was like I turned, I think, 12. I was like, I am a preteen. I cannot play with dolls or Barbies anymore. And I remember boxing up all of my baby dolls and Barbies. I mean, like... 
well, can't play with these anymore. I think I was 11, and then like a few months later, I took them out and played with them one more time. I feel like I remember you boxing them up and coming over and being like, uh, no, <laughs> get, get those out. <laughs> I have, We have something we need to work out in our like lizard brain, <laughs> and we need to play, play with play the Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> so good by the way play it out yes but no i remember like a defining moment of like no this is shameful and i need to be done with it i did not have that moment i don't think cuz this is why my weird ass okay i used to have porcelain dolls many <laughs> 13 plus <laughs> full size porcelain dolls i would get one every like christmas and birthday from my aunt from my mom yeah. from different people and they were beautiful, and I loved them, by the way. And I had them all around my bed. It was pretty intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> they were pointing at my bed, and I used to think to myself, I love these because they're creepy, and I love them, and they love me, and they'll protect me. Because mm -hmm. I had already seen Chucky or something, and I remember being like, they'll fight him off for me. Yeah. Because I treat them well. <laughs> like, so... But you already knew they were creepy. Yes, I already knew they were creepy, and I knew that it was, like, strange and weird, but I still liked them. Mm -hmm. And... You kept I, them up there, like, through high school, right? Yeah, I kept yeah. them all the way through high school until, like, we moved houses. Yeah. And I still kept them. I still have them. They're just not with me. <laughs> so I still had toys and dolls on display in my room prominently. Yeah. All throughout high school. I think... I have a similar thing. I've always had a penchant for a good stuffed animal, and I have bought a couple in adulthood. And I bought more than a couple toys and dolls yeah. in adulthood. And, you know, it's not like I play with them, but I like to have them and squeeze them and make them talk a little bit. Yeah, it's more <laughs> of, like, making fun of playing with them than actually yeah. playing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you can't actually play with them anymore because it's just not in your brain to do it anymore. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so sad. <sighs> but let's talk about now. Yeah. Or should we move on to all of our friends and family members? Well, I think it sort of goes together. How do we play now? How do we play with our friends now? Yeah. And honestly, I still play with my friends in some of the ways I did as a child. Yes. We were saying nothing makes me feel more kid-like than, like, a game of tag. A game of tag or hide-and-seek. Yes. And I remember... The thrill. The thrill is real. <laughs> I remember playing hide-and-seek twice in high school, specifically. Mm. It is cemented in my brain, I guess, because of how fun and the adrenaline. It's so exciting. Like, nothing's exciting like that in everyday life anymore. <laughs> no. Nothing is truly fearful than being chased by your friend. Yeah. I don't know. But... We played it just, like, a few months ago. Yeah. Like, real hide-and-seek. And we chased hard. Hard. My legs were so sore, and I could have very easily rolled an ankle with how hard I was running. Yeah, and there was screaming, and it was it was intense. I felt the fear. I felt the excitement. Mm-hmm. It was, it was real hide-and-seek, and, seek, and mm -hmm. it was great. It was. And I highly recommend anyone who has not played hide-and-seek... Yeah, just go for it. Just go for it. If or tag. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not up to running, just straight hide-and-seek is still fun. Yeah. Finding a place to hide and try, trying not to feel like you have to pee when you're crouching down under something. <laughs> that feeling, that immediate need to pee because you're scared. <laughs> Let's see, what else did we do? I mean, there's also just games. Yeah, there's games and sports. Now, 
Yeah. Now more than ever, I understand why people like to play sports. I don't understand why people like to watch sports. I'm sorry, I hate it. But to play, play is fun. Yeah. It's hard, but, but we kind of get athleticism now. Yeah, now now <laughs> in our adulthood it makes more sense cuz I guess we used to play in other ways and it was mm-hmm. like, but why do sports? But now it's like without the other kinds of play it's like, but sports? Question mark. Yeah. But also, I would say so many of our friends, and us, like, but I have friends that are very into board games. Yes, I I do, almost everyone I meet in adulthood probably just speaks to, like, also the kind of people we like to make friends with and and interact with. Yeah, are nerds. (laughs) WoW and D&D. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Like, I don't know if I've met a person, hardly, who isn't either into, like, the big board games or D&D or WoW. Yeah, we all are or know someone who is affected by Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. (laughs) Because it must be super, super fun. Yeah, it just seems really imaginative. Like, we've played that one role-playing game. Yes, we played, like... And I thought that was cool. Yeah, we played a few of the smaller, shorter role-playing games. So I can see how people would really get into it. Mm Mm-hmm. A way to kind of play and interact with others and... Imagine. And imagine and be creative. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. Other ways in which we are staying creative, of course, is art. Yes. Art and art things are so important in my life. (laughs) I made a decision in fourth or fifth grade that art was going to be my thing, and it still is. (laughs) And it's super fun to try and be creative because you have to force yourself to come up with new ideas and that is the mm-hmm. hardest part for any of my students honestly is to come up with new ideas yeah i'm like here's your stuff make something and they're like make what <laughs> it's funny cuz i i don't feel like i really tried art until like college you know other than art classes which cut off at 5th grade cuz oh, i got in band so sad but so I don't associate it with my child, but several people I talked to were like, I access my inner child by doing art. And I was like, oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of art has to deal with experimentation mm-hmm. and the ability to try something without maybe even without even a certain purpose or goal in mind. You just have to do it. Yeah. And just doing things is what kids are best at. <laughs> and one good thing for art, I'll say there's something to just getting your hands dirty, whether it's with clay or paint or markers, just getting dirty because you did something physically, I think, helps yeah, I forget that people don't do that, that people don't make things with their hands because mm-hmm. I do it constantly. Like, I feel like almost every single day, <laughs> chefs and bakers and people who like to cook have it at least a little bit. But if you're not actively cooking or baking and you're just like, if you have an office job, I don't know what you do. I just like to make things with my hands and it feels so productive. And there's always such a great sense of accomplishment when you're done. Mm-hmm. That's that is art is taking things from inside you and putting them outside you and you made it and it is yours. So I know you are just waiting to hear what our family and friends had to say about Mm. how they access their inner child. What you got? I got um, one of my dear close friends who is also an artist. She believes that fostering your inner child is super important and she feels like personally her her inner childness Mm -hmm. is expressed mainly through art and and her artist background and she says it's important to keep in touch with your inner child because it's hard to stay creative Um, Mm -hmm. she feels like playing and having fun 
uh, are good for not like staying so tense. Like she feels like a lot of people are just really serious all the time or really tense all the time. And you just, you can't hold on to that. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to be silly. You have to be able to see yourself and not be so worried about it. You have to be silly sometimes. You have to be silly with others. You cannot take yourself seriously all the time. It makes you miserable. It does. It really does. And it makes everyone around you miserable. (laughs) Yeah. It's more fun to crack jokes and to say silly things. I feel like the the surgence of memes in Mm -hmm. pop culture has to do with just wanting to see something really stupid and laugh at it. It's just like America's Funniest Home Videos, but much, much shorter for our short attention spans. I think it's about seeing something and laughing and sharing it with others to make them laugh. Yeah, a new age comic. Like, it makes sense. Comics evolve, and now it is just memes. Because I'm sorry, we're not buying newspapers. (laughs) No, we're not buying newspapers anymore. (laughs) So the meme has replaced that, and Mm -hmm. I, for one, am a large partaker in meme culture. Mm. So did you have anyone that you talked to? I had a couple. Well, I spoke with one dear friend, and I just figured her main thing would be, like, board games, because her and her fiancé are, like, just board game people. Mm -hmm. You know those people. You know those people. We love those people. Their closet is full of board games. And she said, yes, it does help her access her inner child, but also... So does coloring and certain music and anything that pulls her to, like, a memory of her childhood. Ah, that makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm so obsessed with dolls. That's why I like music from the 90s. But it was funny. She said, uh, speaking to board games, that she used to get very upset if someone, like, wasn't playing fair or wasn't playing against the, like, following the rules into her adulthood and she said she had to take some time take some therapy to realize that she didn't learn how to process you know people not being fair as a child and she had to learn it as an adult which i think it is interesting to play a game with a kid and see if they can handle losing yeah (laughs) because i guess if you never were able to fully deal with that as a child because kids do that like kids will be bad sometimes blow their fucking lid yeah they Which, really will yeah not to say she was upset about people cheating but this brought me to if you're playing with a kid they can just get real upset or like say oh i don't like this game i hate this game now because they're like five. They're, yeah they're losing yeah. and they're like oh i hate this game yeah they're five spaces behind you in Candyland, and they want to quit yeah yeah it happens <laughs> It does. Well, who else did you hear from? So I heard from my friend who is a little bit older, a little bit wiser. She has a husband and two children. And she said, yes, being silly is crucial. Her whole thing is to be silly and to have fun. She said her sassiness is the source of her youth. So I guess also just being, like, sarcastic and sassy and, again, not taking yourself, like, too seriously. Just kind of being funny about it. Not just being a boring grown-up. Yes, not just being a boring grown-up. And also an artist, so she feels like her art and her creativity. I asked her if she felt like it was kind of like play, and she said no. (laughs) She said creativity for her, I guess, is too goal-oriented and maybe not... like a work, like an accomplishment? Yeah, maybe more work, more accomplishment, and less, like, playing and experience experimenting, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, And I asked her about her daughter who recently just turned 13. And just me as an outsider, I was like, oh, she's growing up. She's a teenager. Yeah, she called her a corn teenager. (laughs) So that's what's going on 
right about now. Imagine having a teenager right now. What a time to be alive. Yes. And so I kind of asked her a little bit about, you know, when was the last time she played? Because if she's turning 13, like, she's in that crucial age. I feel like we were still playing a little bit into that time. But But that's when I was, like, shaming myself out of it. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of the feedback I was getting as well, Mm -hmm. is that maybe she stopped really playing around 11. Now, her mom said she plays with things like photography and makeup and I think she said she had like a typewriter and so she's she's playing like an adult yeah. if I'm honest yeah you know and she's like now I can pursue my creative facets yeah my creative facets like my adult creative facets like yeah. photography and typography and you know getting my makeup and sense of style down so sort of the ways that an adult would stay creative yeah but less playing it's sad to give up all the imaginative play at once yeah (laughs) but apparently it's been that way for a few years because she said probably not since she was 11 did she actually play with toys she'll play with her younger brother with toys but not by herself and she won't pursue it and i asked specifically i told her to ask If your friends right now, or, well, you know, maybe not right now, but if your friends were to say, let's play hide and seek real quick. And (laughs) she apparently scrunched her nose and went, no. And my heart. (laughs) We played hide and seek at high school parties, I want to say. I only played it like once or twice, but... I but never we knew it was fun. Yeah, I never remember being ashamed of hide and seek specifically. And that's what yeah. sounded like what was happening was like, oh, no. So I think it, it's probably 13 is that age and she's just she's too old and she feels ashamed. Probably if no one else is doing it, then you're not yeah. going to want to do it. You're not going to strike out on your own. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to be 13. Oop. Never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> Well, the last person I spoke to was my father, and I thought this would be interesting because I don't consider my dad to be someone who plays. No. <laughs> like, he'll be silly. Yes. But even when I was little, like, I guess we had pillow fights, but I don't remember him doing, like, big imaginative play or anything with me. Mm-hmm. But he said something interesting. Well, first I said, how do you access your inner child? And he says, well, I like to play with kids. Like, he has some grandkids. Not mine. (laughs) But that he'll like to play with. So he was sad that, you know, quarantine times he can't see them. But also, he says when he is out working on his boat or the car or the tractor doing stuff with his tools, he says it feels more like play than work to him. Like grown-up tinker toys. I was like, I never would have thought of that as play, but I guess that's play for him. I almost understand that because having to, like, mess with things and get them to work. Yeah. You get into that same zone. Like, same thing with art. You get into this zone where you are so focused. Yeah. You're not thinking about your bills or what the fuck ever. No. It is all about what you were doing and, like, yeah, trying to make it work the same way if you were making something with your toys Mm -hmm. or arranging something with your toys. Yeah. And if it's just something you know and you're good at and you're like, well, I need this thing to do this thing and pop it in the ba-ba-ba and, like, then it's actually fun because to me that would be, like, a job. But for him, it's fun, which I never realized. Yeah, whenever you're good at something, it takes on a new sort of aura in your brain. It's like your practice. Yes, your practice. Uh, He said something else interesting that first he said, 
I don't know what it is, but I think women can play more and be sillier than men. And I don't know if that's like a biological. And I was like, ho, 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 I know what it is. <laughs> yes. What is it? It's society is shaming young boys into don't be silly, don't act gay. Ooh, yeah. Because he was like, why do gay men get to, like, pal around and be silly with women and straight men don't get to do that? And I was like, because then you're going to be shamed about being gay. And I think it's better now. Mm-hmm. But that is, like... Yeah, I feel boys like, get to do sports and video games. Yeah. And that is their play, whereas women could do anything. Yeah, pretend to be anything or be silly about things. And... Yeah, you don't see straight men just like, ha ha, playing around and doing this and that with each other. Like, yeah, they have to take it to another level of like yeah. mean and being in a contest yeah. and being better than you instead of just being like lighthearted about it. Because if you're lighthearted about it, then you're not being manly about it. Yeah, and it's like it has to be a competition or that you're proving your macho worth. Like, yes. Interesting. I That's know. true. And I was thinking, because you are good. At getting boys to be silly. I am very good at getting boys to be silly. Straight boys. Straight, yeah. Straight boys that I have dated, I can get them to do a baby voice <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Things that I get boys to say, precious, just like that. I'll get them to call things precious, and I'll get them to call things baby, like baby. objects. Yeah, like, be like, hey, can you hand me the baby? And they'll be like, this baby? Like, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But it's because I... Men feel like they can have a relationship with women that is more relaxed, intimate, and free of all the constraints, which is yeah. why. Because they're just like, I can never be like this around my friends. And it's like, because y'all all like have this toxic environment hanging around you. <laughs> yes. And so whenever they can actually be that way with a woman, they're like, oh my God, I love sure... you. I've never felt this way before. And I'm like, I'm sure you haven't because yeah, it's always it's very... been a competition for you. And whenever you can just be who you want to be. It must be so freeing to let go of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do bring out some really silly stuff. Huh. Yeah. Well... Poor boys. You know, we talk about, like, or thus far we have talked about how being a woman can suck really, really, really bad sometimes. Mm -hmm. But being a boy or a man can suck really, really, really bad sometimes. It's different kinds of suck. Yeah, it's different kinds of <clears throat> suck. And I am very happy that I've never felt the need to change necessarily how I behave. Oh. I, I don't think. <laughs> I know. mean, change I, the way I look Definitely. Worried about how I look all the time. Worried about sounding a certain way? No. I would rehearse in my head how I was going to say here in oh, college Yeah, classes. that social anxiety stuff I definitely had to. You remember I wouldn't buy anything at the mall for years. Yeah, or make a phone call to or, make an appointment. Or make a phone call to make an appointment. But I mean, you know, with people you know, people you're friends with. I don't know. I don't feel like I put up walls. And I know you do because do. you have different kinds of friendships with people. But I immediately, I go full <laughs> force all the way. We are in it. We are like, you know, all my secrets. Like, yeah, I'm very open and immediately like close to people. I will say, I think this is why it's important to be able to access your inner child, because I think that's why people drink 
and do drugs is to let go of your inhibitions and act silly. And I certainly do that from time to time if I want to feel more loose and comfortable around people. And that's why I don't like drugs or alcohol and I hate it and I don't understand it. Because you're already silly. I'm already silly and I can already just be that way if I if I want to. I'm afraid. Why am I afraid? I don't know. <laughs> Has the world done this to you? Has society done this it's to you? It's because I was bullied in junior high it school. It is. And I feel so bad. I had such a good middle school experience. I can skip down the road. Well, I can skip down the road. But could you do it alone? Without me there? I mean, I think so. Okay, okay. I don't feel like I would be so moved to skip if it's just me walking down a road by myself. trying to think of something else (laughs) embarrassing. Okay, the other day, I was with a friend and... We were walking around, and there was, like, a raised sidewalk, and I decided to walk on it like a balance beam. Mm -hmm. And when I told him we were doing the inner child thing, he was like, I realized my inner child died when I stopped doing that at 20 years old. And then I turned, like, 22, 23 and realized that's when I stopped acting like a child. Who doesn't do that? Who doesn't try to walk the invisible slack line? I don't know. I, I guess it happens. Many people stop. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, and we would all just live in this delightful world. (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad. I'm so happy I had art and creativity and good friends to be silly with and people who put up with me tickling them and play fighting, play wrestling with them all the time. (laughs) Because it's fun. It is fun. And, you know, my takeaway is maybe we have lost some of our access to the imagination, but I don't think we ever lose our ability to play. And if you feel like it's been a long time since you've played, just try it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I I can guarantee somebody will want to play hide-and-seek or tag or a board game. Or, you know, if you're socially isolating by yourself and don't have someone to play with you, you can find ways to play by yourself. Get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Make something. Let your mind wander. Imagine a short story in your head. Mm-hmm. Do something. Something. Do a little something. Keep yourself it's, young. Cause it's good for you. It is good for you. Being being so serious, especially right now, you need to take a break. Yeah, have and a little levity. How, yeah, and, you know, watching TV and, you know, reading books and all of that is great, but instead of having a story told to you... Yeah, create one for yourself. Create one. I am wearing a shirt right now that says what? Don't don't just consume, create. Don't just consume, create. Mm-hmm. Poignant. Yes, isn't it? Well, well was that it? That was it. Did I think we do it? That was a great introduction. Yes. To the inner child. The inner child and how one might go about fostering the inner child, different takes that some of our friends and family had on how they keep it alive. How we play. How we play. So next week, we're going to get a bit more serious. Yes, we are. We're (laughs) going to get more specific, right? We're going to talk about play in different institutions, like in psychology 
as well as education. Yes. I want to talk about play therapy because it is my dream, but also the psychological history of the inner child. Where's this idea even come from and how long have we said it was important? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about in education today, like what does that look like? How much... Um, schools are prioritizing or not prioritizing mm-hmm. playtime or access to materials to play or what, what's going on there. I, I got some insights for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And if you have anything to say about that, we would love to hear from you. Or if you have feedback from this week's episode, we want it. So you can reach us via email at gstbfbf at gmail.com or follow us and message us on Instagram at gstbfpod. Yes. Give us that sweet, sweet feedback. And yes. I'm sure this might have stirred up some like fun memories for you guys from the past about like, oh, yeah, I used to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, tell us your good play memories. Yeah, those are so interesting because kids are so weird. Yeah, you just think of the super elaborate thing and it's just... It's just there. Yeah, tell us. Tell us what weird, super imaginative thing you did as a child. Mm-hmm. And I am interested to know... When you felt like you should have stopped playing or like when you felt like, oh, this is bad. I need to grow out of this. Societal pressure. When did you put away the Barbie dolls? Yeah. Box them all up. When did the G.I. Joes go bye bye? And did they come back out for a few more sneak plays? Yes, probably. <laughs> but bet. I'm fascinated. Yes. Tell me. <laughs> all right. Great episode. Yeah. Go us. And yeah. we will talk to you guys next time. Well, this has been Generally Generally Specific specific Topics Between between Friends. Best Best friends. friends. Okay, bye. Bye.